Hey friends, my name is Becky Kopitsky, and this is the Inspired Business Podcast, where we talk all about how to earn a God-honoring income from your creative work so that you can serve more people in less time and sustain your message financially. In this show, you'll discover smart and biblically sound strategies for growing your reach, promoting your content, honing your craft, and building a business that's based on your top priorities of family and faith. Together, we're going to boost your influence and your income so you can keep changing the world one conversation at a time. I am so glad you're here. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me here for another episode of the Inspired Business Podcast. Today's topic comes straight from one of our podcast listeners, and I love it when you email me or you ask me to explore a specific subject on this podcast, and this one This topic is fundamental to our success as content creators, really. We're talking about how to stay motivated to make progress in our online businesses. And many of you may have looked at your blog or your podcast or your writing, your speaking, your creative work. You may have looked at that for a long time as a side gig or even just a hobby. But if you've ever watched my free masterclass on digital products or heard me talk on this podcast for a while, then you know that I am a huge advocate for flipping the switch from hobby to business, from creating content for free to generating a God-honoring income from your content so that you can afford to keep running your content ministry. We all know how much it costs to maintain an online presence, so we need to, at a minimum, cover those costs if we hope to be good stewards of the work that God has given us, and especially if we hope to grow it. So that transition from hobby to business, for many creators, it might not come naturally, and that's okay. But just be warned. If you're, you've worked a traditional job in the past, or if you haven't held any income-generating responsibilities for your household before, or if your creative work was just for fun and not for income, then this whole idea of operating your own company and running your own schedule, it might freak you out at first. It's easy to either do way too much work or not enough. My problem is usually working too much. I have a tendency toward workaholism because I love what I do so much. And actually, we're going to talk about that topic next week. So if that's the side that you stand on, hang with me for next week's podcast. We'll talk all about it. But for today, I hear from my clients a lot that their issue is not working too much. It's finding not just the time, but the motivation to get any work done in the first place. How do we stay motivated to make progress in our own businesses when there's no boss breathing down our necks telling us what to do or when to do it. Now, as an entrepreneur, and that is what you are, whether you sell products or you write books or you run a blog or a podcast or a coaching business, you are an entrepreneur. Many of us are what we call solopreneurs, meaning we don't have huge teams of people working for us. Our businesses are built on work that we must do ourselves. We are solo entrepreneurs. So effectively, you are your own boss. It's up to you to get the work done and to keep at it day after day, working towards your goals, even when you face setbacks or when you can't see the results right away. So how do we keep ourselves motivated? That's what we're exploring. 
And I'm going to give you a few of my best tips, which I use myself, even though, like I said, I'm by nature hyper-motivated to do this work that I love to do. Yet even for me, sometimes the tasks, the daily tasks, can feel more like a chore than a joy, especially when those tasks aren't in my sweet spot. So speaking of that, we're going to kick off with tip number one for motivating yourself to make progress in your online business. And that first tip is eat the frog. Have you heard this before? Eat that frog. And this has become a popular phrase actually based on a book that is titled Eat That Frog. It's by an author named Brian Tracy. It basically means do the thing you dread doing first in your day so you can get it over with and then enjoy the rest of the day free from that dread, that feeling of dread. So if you want to stay motivated to work, it helps to enjoy your work. But like I mentioned earlier, as solopreneurs, we have to do a lot of work that isn't fun for us or it's not in our comfort zone because we have to do all the things involved in keeping a business running. We have to not just create the things we sell. We also have to market the things we sell. We have to track the financials for the things we sell. We have to deliver customer service for the things and the services that we sell. And we have to change the light bulbs in the office. And we have to order the printer ink. And there are just so many tasks that are ancillary to this thing that we love to do best. But those tasks still have to get done. Somebody's got to do them. And when we are solopreneurs, it's typically going to fall to us. So unless we're hiring a whole staff of other people to do those ancillary tasks, we're all going to face some to-dos that we'd rather not do. So Eat That Frog says, do those tasks first. Get them out of the way. You know, for me, it's having anything having to do with my financials. My husband plays a really big role in managing our books overall, but I am still responsible for tasks like entering my expenses into QuickBooks and paying my bills. So when it's time to make those types of transactions, I will do them first thing when I sit at my desk in the morning, and then I won't be bothered the rest of the day knowing that I still have to get to the finances. And quite honestly, because I don't enjoy that part, if I don't do it first time in the day, first right away... I may very conveniently push it off to the next day. And then what have I also pushed off to the next day is that sense of dread over this task that I don't like to do. So get rid of the dread by tackling the dreaded tasks first. So when you're making your task list for the day, pick your frog and eat it. Get it out of the way. My friend Katie and I have an inside joke about this. Now, Katie Denour is her name. She's a popular YouTuber. She's an online music teacher. She even recently released a guitar course, so she understands the online product market. And we have a lot in common when it comes to running businesses from home. We love the creative elements, but then there are a lot of aspects of running a business that are not necessarily in our sweet spot. So we talk often about eating the frog, and Katie gave me a little ceramic frog that I place on my desk to remind me of this concept eat the frog, and it will make the rest of the day more enjoyable. So that's the first tip. Number two, add at least one task to your calendar every day that you enjoy. This is the opposite effect of eating the frog. Make sure that you have something every day on your task list that you actually look forward to. Something that makes you excited to get up in the morning to accomplish. And it can be small. So for example, let's say maybe you love working in Canva. So give yourself the job of creating images for whatever, your social media posts, your Pinterest. Make sure that you do a little bit of that every day. Or maybe you love talking to clients. So try to schedule a coaching call every day, every day that you're planning to be at your desk. Whatever it might be, give yourself jobs to do that you love to do. 
on a daily basis, every time you sit down to work. And that way, staying motivated is going to come more naturally. My third tip then is to break big goals into those smaller tasks so that you have a clear roadmap of what you have to do. Now, you're going to like doing some of these tasks. You're not going to like doing some of the others. That's why I started by talking about eating the frog and adding a task to your calendar that you enjoy. But in general, all the work that we do is big goals broken down into smaller tasks. Make sure you have a very clear path of what you have to do to get to where you want to go. One of the biggest culprits that I see among my clients and even my colleagues, one of the biggest culprits for losing motivation is just simply not knowing what to do next, not knowing what steps to take to reach that long-term goal. That's why in my member group, The Funnel Club, that you may have heard me talk about before, also in my online courses, I systematically map out a step-by-step approach to how to do the thing, to creating products, creating a sales funnel, developing an ongoing marketing plan, so that it's very clear to my clients what they need to do next, what they need to do each step of the way in order to reach their end goal of generating income from their content, in my case. And then I will give myself, for example, a loose timeline in which I'm going to get each of those tasks done. So have your list of tasks, have your your system that you need to engage in in order to reach your end goal, then give yourself a loose timeline. How much time is it going to take to get each of those tasks done? But work backward. So for example, if you want to release a new digital product two months from now, okay, put that launch date on the calendar. Two months from now, I'm going to launch this thing and then plan backwards. Okay, you, you know that you've got this launch date. So a week prior to launch, you're going to have to start promoting to your email list. And in order to promote, you know, you're going to need a sales funnel, that a place to send people to when you promote to a sales page and so forth. So you're going to need to be building that. So it's ready a week before your launch date. And you should have your product created probably three weeks prior to your launch date so that you've got plenty of time to build the sales funnel. And then that leaves four weeks to create the product. And that backs you up to where you are today. And then you look at the tasks inside each of those sub goals and you plan those backwards as well. So when you have a map to follow, you can't any longer use that excuse of, I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to make progress. When you know what you need to do to make progress, you won't put an obstacle in the path of making that progress. At least not knowing what to do is not going to be the reason you stop because you're going to know what to do. You're going to have a map. Okay, number four. Now, having said that, I know that this is one of the places where a lot of creators lose steam. Even after they know what steps they need to take, they just don't feel like doing them. Or other things can so easily bump our work time on the calendar, and it's really easy to become distracted. That's when you and I reach an identity crisis. In our own businesses, are we an employee or are we the CEO? Now, I know you know the answer to this question, right? You are the CEO. You are in charge. You own the business. But are you acting as though that is true? Are you making your decisions based on your identity as the head of the company? Are you treating your work like a commitment, like it's something that's not optional? The CEO has a responsibility to the company's results. For the CEO, progress is not optional. We've got to treat our own businesses as being worthy of a CEO's attitude and perspective. Now, I'm not saying you can't be flexible because of course you can. And that's one of the great benefits of running your own business, especially as a solopreneur, is that you get to set the schedule. 
but that means you have to set the schedule or nothing is going to get done. So treat your business with the dignity that it deserves as the CEO of your company. Commit to getting the work done. That is an attitude change. How are we going to do that? How are we going to commit to getting the work done? That is tip number five. I'd like to give myself rewards. Truly, these can be big or they can be small. For example, if I have a project that I know is going to take me a couple weeks or more, I might reward myself with a free day when I'm done, such as, you know, when I finish this new sales page that I know is going to take me about 60 hours to build, I'm going to give myself an afternoon to read a book or to go to a movie with my daughter. Or think even shorter term than that. Think within the span of a single day. Like when I finish recording this podcast episode, I'm going to take 15 minutes to sit outside and eat my lunch. Little rewards built into your task list can help make work more fun, help motivate you to get through those tasks. Now, big rewards, they can work too, but it's easier to lose steam over a longer span of time. It's really easy for me to say, you know, when I finish writing this book manuscript, which many of you know is probably a nine to 12 month project. When that's done, then I'm going to spend a weekend at a beach house. Okay, that's great. But what am I going to do today to motivate myself to write the 2000 words of that 50,000 word book that I determined is my immediate goal within that bigger goal? What am I going to do today to motivate myself to make this little chunk of progress happen? And that's where the smaller, shorter term rewards can be super helpful. They just keep the wind in our sails, so to speak. All right, number six, I have seven tips for you, the second to last. Number six, find a mastermind group, like a support group of fellow content creators, either in your niche or from a variety of other niches. You all kind of come together and have a variety of perspectives because you come from different angles of an online business industry or online content creation industry. Find these people and then meet regularly either in person if they are local to you or over Zoom and then exchange ideas, problem solve together, just cheer each other on. I'm in two mastermind groups right now and they've both been extremely valuable in terms of motivating me to keep going because I can share with these colleagues any challenges that I'm facing and many of them are going to have suggestions for how to get through that challenge because Many of them have experienced that same challenge before. Sometimes they just offer emotional support. You know, it helps to have people walking alongside you in this area of online business, of content-based business, because this, what we do, it's a unique career. And most of us do not have a lot of in real life friends, local friends who can relate to it. So we need to find people we can reach out to and trust who understand what our work is all about. So consider asking some fellow writers, other podcasters or coaches, whatever sort of niche you're in, ask if they'd like to meet maybe once a month over Zoom to share wins and to share challenges. It really can be as simple as that. And then just see where God takes those relationships. So finally, speaking of relationships, my last tip is to attend a conference or a business retreat. There's really nothing like being in a room full of people who share your heart for creating content, for serving an audience, for glorifying God with their messages. There's nothing like that. Those experiences can provide a huge boost to your enthusiasm for the work that you do. It's going to remind you why you do it. I've been to several conferences over the years, and every time I leave with a fresh perspective on my work and a renewed energy for the possibilities that I have in my business. So 
even if you're not a people person. The knowledge itself that you're going to gain at a conference or, or a retreat, it will be worth that effort. Now, honestly, when I started working on the outline for this podcast episode, I didn't plan this segue, um, but now that I'm here, it makes perfect sense. So I'm just going to go right ahead and tell you, speaking of mastermind groups and retreats, I have been so blessed to be a part of a mastermind community with three other authors and podcasters in the Christian lifestyle space. These women are Jennifer Ford Berry, she's from the Make Room podcast, Amy Debrick from Life on Purpose, and Lori Beth Aldridge from Elevating Motherhood. These three ladies and I, we share a heart for Jesus and for equipping women to live purposeful lives in every role, in our family, family relationships, as well as in our businesses. And we have been hard at work, the four of us, we've been hard at work behind the scenes, organizing a private retreat for fellow women contentpreneurs like us, like you and me. And it's called the Focus Retreat. This retreat will be all about coming together in person to encourage and equip Christian women in their households, their creativity, their confidence, and in the way that you and I are growing our businesses. We are making room for women in a variety of niches, whether you're a writer or a speaker or a coach or a podcaster, a blogger, a product creator, a ministry leader, a marketer, whatever your area of expertise is. We are planning a two-day event with an optional VIP bonus day. It's happening September 27th through 29th, September 27th through 29th this year, 2023, in Harrodsburg, Kentucky, this quaint little facility. It's going to be fantastic. All the details are online at thefocusretreat.com. I'm going to link to that in some of the episode notes for today as well. Registration is officially open for this exclusive event. We can take only up to 70 attendees. We're actually aiming for 40, but depending on interest, we can go up to 70. This is going to be a small and intimate retreat with plenty of time for learning and networking, as well as lots of free time to explore or relax and just tend to your emotional and spiritual needs. So I, like I said, I'm going to link to that event in today's episode notes. All the details are at thefocusretreat.com. Would you consider joining us? I would love to meet you in person. Together, let's motivate one another to keep moving forward in our businesses, to reach the goals that God has set on our hearts. Let's do that together. So thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of today's podcast. God bless and have a great week. Bye-bye. Well, everyone, I am so grateful that you chose to tune into the Inspired Business Podcast today. If this episode blessed you, would you please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to access your favorite shows? When you let other people know that this podcast is worth checking out, that helps me to help more people like you and me, content creators, to serve people, to earn money that's God-honoring, and to change the world with our content. That's what we're all about here at The Inspired Business. And I am so glad that we're walking this out together. I'll see you next time.